0: Everyone, good of Shabbos. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off the fifth the line from the top, on the 30, uh, the end of the fifth chapter of Satan. Five, these look what i all of them agree, the argue Rabbi Akiva, and of course that's the allochat Rabbi Akiva, that by uh, chulin uh, there's no such thing as a third degree of impurity. There's a off, there's an offshoot, there's a first generation, the that receives it and it can transmit it to the next generation, the grandchildren, but then it stops there. It doesn't go any further. chulin if it touches truma, holy food, yes, there is a third degree. And it comes to sacred food, there's a fourth degree. But in the cholin, it ends with, because it gets weaker. As you transmit it, like anything else in life, it gets weaker and weaker. You're away from the source. Ab is the source. As you get away from the source, you closer to the source, the light is, is, is more intense. As you get further and further away, it diminishes. Are red Fifth. That's, a, that's the highest level lines of... Lines. We learned in the Mishnah, in Chagigam... Few places. Whenever the rabbi said that you have to go to the mikveh, right? The gezeda, one of the gezedas, the eighteen uh, decrees that Bishamay made, and they were out- they outnumbered by and that became the law. So he says, in all those cases, all that you need to go to the mikveh rabbinically. As an example, if you, if you entered into drawn water, if drawn water was was, spilled, was poured over you, if you ate food that's tummy, you become tummy. It's only rabbinic. So all of these examples, all these cases, so they have a law, the status of like a sheni but We consider them like a sheni l'tummo, like a second degree of tumma. and therefore metame is hakodesh upeisalas atruma means they transmit the impurity to, if they touch, if that person before he goes to the touches sacred meat from the so that sacred meat becomes Tamme and also becomes able to transmit that tumay to the next degree so the third could become a fourth you could only the third and it ends there, so when the second degree touches the third degree it makes, the, it disqualifies the third degree but it doesn't make it tame. tamay me means that it has the power to transmit so can, further. Yeah, right, right. It can't transmit it further. It just becomes disqualified. Paisel. <laughs> truma only becomes possible. But Kedosh becomes... Paisel is a truma. But it's allowed to chulim. It can't transmit it any further. There's no truma. And also... You're allowed to eat... It's not truma. It doesn't have the sanctity... The sanctity of Trum, the Meisr Sheni. Rabbis argue by Meisr Sheni. The rabbis hold that Meisr Sheni also has to be treated like Trum. That you're not allowed to eat it. You wouldn't be allowed to eat Meisr Sheni, because Meisr Sheni does have a certain sanctity. You have to eat it in Yerushalayim. So you can touch it. But chulin, you can eat, there's no problem. So when he says Rabbi Meir, when he said Rabbi Meir, he really means Rabbi Meir and the one who argues with Meir, the rabbis who, this whole, the Rabbi, Rabbi Meir and his counterparts, because they all agree on this idea. That, um, that chulin, chulin, you're allowed to eat. No. There's no third degree, period. Even someone who's a second degree tumma could eat chulin, no problem. Not only touch it, even eat it.
1: Rabbi Yaisi,
0: where do we know Yaisi? We just said, it means Like we just said, Rabi like Yaisi, we, we just learned yesterday that, that how do we know that there is a fourth degree bakoidish? So he says, you learn from the right? That if someone who already went to the mikveh and the stars came out, and he's already allowed to eat, know, it's allowed it's to so eat truma, but nevertheless he's not allowed to eat till to the morning, the till he brings a sacrifice in the morning. So how much more so, shlishi, which is pasul for truma, surely? It's possible, it makes it, it touches Kodesh, it makes it impure. So, according to that reasoning, if you hold that chulin, there is such an idea of chulin, there is a shlishi be like Rabbi Akiva, if Rabbi Yossi holds like Rabbi Akiva that there is a third degree of chulin, then if that's the case, you should use this Ka'bah Chaymer. And according to Rabbi Yossi's reasoning and logic, then there should be a fourth degree of truma, and there should be a fifth degree of kaidish, a fifth degree of k'idush. because you can say that if if um, if t'vul, yayim, t'vul yayim is allowed to eat chulet, which is shlishi. But it's not allowed to eat. Truma, he has to wait till the stars go out. How much more so shlishi, which is prohibited for cholim? How much more so that it should touch a revi of uh, truma, make it uh, make it impure, and then you have from a chutzkiyburim. A is allowed to eat truma, but nevertheless, is not allowed to eat koydish. A fourth. Degree which is possible by Truman, surely should make a fifth. Since he doesn't say that, obviously he disagrees with Rabbi Akiva. There's no such thing as cholin of the third degree cholin, it stops by the second. Rabbi Shua, where do we know Rabbi Shua also agrees? We learn the Mishnah, we learn in Chala, Rabbi Lezer says, chalei, chalei, chalei. A person eats something that's Tameh. So this is one of the 18 decrees that Beshama and, and they had more students of Beshama over Beshila. They outnumbered Beshila and that became the law. All these decrees and so on. Usually food, biblically food cannot contaminate a person. Food can never be a source of impurity to contaminate a human being or a, a vessel. But rabbinically, rabbi say if someone eats, someone eats something that's tameh, he himself becomes tummy he has to go to the myth. That's what we discussed earlier, rabbinic, if you have to go to the mikvah, rabbinically, if you tummy, rabbinically. So leza so says whoever eats, it depends what level, degree of tumma you eat, that's what you become. If you ate a first degree of tumma, a, a, a food that touched a dead mouse, a dead rat, carcass, then, then you, be, you become a dish, and the person who eats it also becomes a dish, has a status of a dish. Shani, Shani. Shlishi, Shlishi. If Shlishi, And you become a shlishi. You become the same level of what you eat. No, the same level that you eat. It doesn't matter what you eat, like we learned earlier. You have the status of a shen. Shlishi. But if you eat. Shlishi. And you become sheni by Kodesh. You become like a sheni. And if you touch Kodesh, you will contaminate it, and it will also have the power to a third degree, and the third degree has the power. If it touches another sacred piece of meat, that becomes a fourth. But if you touch truma, you don't disqualify the truma. He says that they only made a decree that you should be considered like a sheni only when it comes to kodesh. Since he ate a shlishi, and most you can say you become like what you ate. Here the rabbis elevated him a degree. He only did that when it comes to kodesh. When it comes to truma they don't say like a sheni. so now if he touches a truma it becomes a third degree. No. He ate a third degree but so he only becomes like a third degree and therefore it ends. There's no trume. No matter what you do, you can no longer disqualify any truma. But by Kodesh, they, they, they added a step. They, they took it back a step that you have, you considered a second degree. Really, you should be like a third degree. So then if you touch sacred, it stops there. you disqualify it. So we say, no. We added a step. You become like a second degree. So now when you touch sacred, it becomes tamay, and it can transmit it to a, a third degree, and that, beca- that touches another sacred meat, and that becomes a fourth degree. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing is rabbinic, of course. Food cannot contaminate a person. Period. Biblically, there's no such thing. The whole thing is rabbinic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and food can never be an avatum. Okay, and then he says, now, which chulen are we talking about? When we say, but you eat a shlishi, you become like a shlishi. Um, shlishi, shlishi. And Abishua says, if you eat a shlishi, you become, and you touch, you become, by kodesh, you become like a sheni. How, what, what kind of shlishi are we talking about? There is no shlishi by chulin. What, what do you mean, shlishi? What do you mean the third degree? There is no third degree. So he explains, you know, we're talking about it here. altadas. Altaris, if a person took upon himself, a koyen took upon himself to eat, everything that he eats should be on the same standard as truma. He wants to be careful for truma, so he takes upon himself the same standard in truma. It's really the reason we wash our hands. Why do we wash our hands before we eat bread? Because we, we, we're, we're behaving like a koyen, like a koyen would be careful of truma, even though it's chulen. But So we, we are treating it like, like truma. If your hands are shiny it only can only contaminate truma, so they would wash their hands for everything because they would. Truma was part of their meal. Really, cholim does also thing as shlishi. So my hands will touch it. Who cares? Hands can contaminate a shlishi by chulun, but we we they, they took upon themselves to be strict, to live by a higher standard. That everything they ate was treated the same way, like they would treat truma. So therefore they treated Chulin with the same degree of sanctity like they treated Truma. So therefore, then when you eat that Chulin, you become a Shlishi. And then we have the argument between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua. If you treat it like a Shlishi, Rabbi Yeshua says, yes, but when it comes... To to we take it take it to a higher degree we take a, we take it we elevated it to a second degree tumma. and therefore when you touch the sacred meat not only do you disqualify the sacred meat but the sacred meat becomes tammeh that it could further transmit that tumma to a fourth degree go to the next one to disqualify the other piece of meat but regular chulin, and not regular chulin, there's no such thing as a third degree so what do we th- so altaris atruma in altaris only a atruma because many kohenim would live up to the standards like a standardized thing many kohenim live their whole life as if everything they touch was truma. Because they don't want to, you know, when you eat truma, you're going to be careful. When you eat everything else, not. They ate everything. But they elevate everything, they standardize, I'm going to treat everything as if it's throma. Because only a few individuals, very rare individuals, would treat everything on the higher stand, the highest standard. and like mahadr mina Everything was treated as if it's sacred meat. That's too intense of a standard, too high of a standard. Most people, it was never adopted by most people. No, this doesn't apply today, all these laws of purity and impurity, but just just the idea that they were trying to live up to a higher standard, since it's only a few individuals who would do this. Therefore, we don't say, we don't treat it, we don't treat it uh, the same way. If you try Altariz HaKodesh, there's no Shlishi, because we follow the majority, and therefore we treat it like regular chulen. If if you try to treat Altariz HaKodesh, we treat it like, like, like regular chulin. There is no shlishi. But, since that was standardized, and that was common among most karenin, so they treated chulen like chulen, like that there is a third degree. So what do we see from here? Let's just finish the thought. We see, and the same level, and the same level. There is no such thing. By regular Chulim, there is no third degree. He has to explain, well, how can there be a third degree by Chulim? Not like Rabbi Kivu says there is a third degree. He says, we're talking about because Chulim that's done on the standard of Tremel. Rabbi Lezer here appears he does hold there is a Shlishi. Because he says you eat Shlishi without qualification you become a Shlishi. So it seems Rabbi Lezer of this Mishnah would say that there is uh, a third degree of of, impu- of a third degree of impurity when it comes to pulling not like Abaye, but Rabbi Yishau clearly says not so. Rabbi Lazar, where do we know Rabbi Lazar holds that there is no such thing as a third degree of disqualification by cholim? Tanil and the bright Rabbi Lazer, Rabbi says shavin. These three, the following three, are equal in the din halach. Rishon shabakaydu, v'shabakholim, v'shabatrum. If, if, a, if the first degree of sacred meat that touches a dead mass, a dead mouse, a dead rat, or chulen that touches a dead mouth directly, touches an av, a source of impurity, or or truma. So all of them are equal in the sense, metamishnayim that they, contamin, they can transmit the tumma twice. The first degree contaminates the second, touches the second degree, so that becomes a second degree, and the second degree touches a third. So, so the first degree touches the second, the second becomes a source, and it touches the third. The third makes a fourth, but it disqualifies the fourth. It doesn't contaminate the fourth because it ends with the fourth. It, doesn't, it can't be transmitted any further. It becomes diluted, it becomes disqualified, but it can't be transmitted any further. By kodesh, sacred meat, it transmits it further. When it comes to, in other words, it doesn't matter what touches the sacred meat. It doesn't matter if it's the chulin that's a rishin, or or if the chulin that's a sheni. If the chulin that's a touches the kodesh, it makes it a third, and then that third touches the kodesh and makes it another kodesh and makes it a fourth. Disqualifies qualifies the fourth. Sure. And but comes to truma. It doesn't matter which of which of these three, if it touches truma, a second chulin touches truma, it becomes, a, it disqualifies the third. Disqualifies. So, it, it, so the first one contaminates another one, meaning it has the power not, the the second degree has a power to transmit it further. Only to disqualify the truma, because it ends with three. The third degree, it ends there. It becomes disqualified, but the three or third can can to another truma. If the truma touches the kodesh, yes. By chulin, it only can transmit a, well, it. What can only disqualify the second. That's it. It doesn't go any further. The first one disqualifies the second one, but the second one can no longer transmit it to another chulin. Rabbi, Lazar. Rabbi Lazar argues with the rabbis in this brisah, because they hold that when we say there's a third degree of Kodesh or fourth degree of Kodesh, it's only if it's coming from one from Kodesh. A first degree of Kodesh if sacred meat touches a dead mouth so that sacred meat touches another sacred meat and that sacred meat can transmit it to the third one. And the third one disqualifies the fourth one. But if Chulin touches sacred meat the rabbis hold, it doesn't work. Chulin ends not only does it end for Chulim, that by the second degree it can't be transmitted, it can't disqualify anyone It can't even disqualify Kodesh. It's so weak, it's so diluted, the Tumat is so diluted, it cannot transmit any longer, period. It's over. It can't transmit it even to Kodesh. When could there be a fourth degree of Kodesh? Only if it's coming from a first degree of Kodesh. First, two, three, four of Kodesh. It all have to be Kodesh. Abulazr disagrees. Abulazr says no. When we say a second degree could make a third degree in Truma, or we say a third degree can make a fourth, it doesn't matter where it comes from. Any second degree of tumma, even chulin. So when it, when do we say it ends? The transmission ends. It can't even disqualify other chulin. But if it touches Truma, it becomes disqualified. And the Terumah can then disqualify Kodesh. If it touches uh, terima, uh, Kodesh, it, 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 it contaminates the, the Kodesh. The Kodesh becomes a third, which transmits it further and disqualifies the fourth. That's the argument of Rabbi Lazar. So we see clearly, he holds that Kodesh stops there. Second degree, at least other Kodesh, other chulin it can't transmit anymore to another chulin, Can't disqualify another chulin. There's no third degree by chulin. Rabbi Lazar, where do we see Rabbi Lazar? We learned in the Mishnah. We learned the Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah. a could in separated from We learned in a pure pure dough and you have dough which is not pure there's a certain there's a certain amount, a minimum amount of challah. <inaudible> you have to separate. So it's 124. 124. What if it became tamay? Since anyway you're not going to eat it, you have to burn it. So the rabbis say, hey, you don't have to take up so much challah, it's going to go to waste. It's enough if you take 148. But what if you intentionally made it impure you, you don't want to give the Koyan so much, you don't want to give them a 24th <laughs> you want to give them less so you contaminate it, I can eat it I'm not a koyin, what do I care I have to separate chala. I just a little 148, so here yeah, the rabbi penalized it. the rabbi said, if you intentionally if by accident became impure is one thing, but if you did it intentionally, we're not going to let you get away with it you're not going to be rewarded for your crime So then you do have to separate 1 and 24. You don't gain anything. So How do you separate it? How could you separate it in a way that the koyin could eat it? He says, what you do is you put a pure dough next to the impure dough and separate from the pure also for the impure. So the koyin could eat the challah. But they have to touch, they have to touch each other. How do you do it in a way, if it touches, it becomes impure. How do you do it in a way that it touches, it remains pure, and yet it's considered like one, that with the hollow you separate from the pure, can cover the impure. So what do you do? How do you do this? How do you take from the tohoidah al atme'el? Okay, and he tells me how do you take from the pure over the impure? You have two dos, one is pure, one is impure. you You have to take challah from the dough. You didn't yet do challah. If you already took challah, you can't take challah again. Once the mitzvah is done, you can't cover someone else. You didn't, you didn't fulfill the obligation of challah on the pure dough. So you take not only for the pure dough, you take also an amount, one and twenty-fourth, that will also cover the impure dough. Because you were penalized, because you made that dough impure intentionally. But how do you do it? They have to touch each other But touch each other by a piece of dough That's less than the size of an egg So I fulfill little menambuk If it's considered Yeah, another piece of dough that's attached The That's attached Is less than the kebeya If it's less than the kebeya So I fulfill the obligation of menambuk If it's considered like they're touching each other So therefore I can fulfill this obligation For this dough by taking part of this dough But less than a kebeya doesn't have the power to transmit impurity. They have to have a a kebeya, a minimum of a size of an egg, to transmit impurity, to to the impure to the pure. So therefore, since it's less than a so therefore the impure remains impure, the pure remains pure. But they're touching each other, so I can fulfill my obligation for challah to cover also the impure dough by taking it all from the pure dough. The rabbis disagree. The rabbi is prohibited. You're not allowed to take from the pure on, on the pure. The Gemara will explain why. So what should you do? Rather, you have to take challah from the impure. Yeah, we punish him. That you have to separate one and twenty-four instead of one one forty-eighth. But it has to be taken from the impure dough, and then you have to burn. But Tanya, we learned the baraisa kabea. We learned another brayse that it could even be the size of an egg. And even the size of an egg will not contaminate. If the dough, the the, the attacher, the dough that pieces of dough that attaches the two doughs together, is the size of an egg, it would also it would also be good. It doesn't contaminate. It won't contaminate the uh, the other dough. Okay. Okay. So now the Gemara is going to explain. So the rabbis thought. Both, but Isis are talking about the Braisa that says it has to be less than an egg, the size of an egg, the dough that attaches the two doughs together. And the and the mission that says a uh, less than egg. And the Braisa says an egg are talking about, we're talking about a dough that's a first degree of impurity. So, therefore, the first degree of impurity touches the, the, the dough that's attached, that's attaching the two. So, that makes it a second degree. And nevertheless the of holds you're allowed to it could be the size of an egg because it won't contaminate the pure because this is before you took challah before you took challah it's chulen it's not sacred yet it's not holy it's not like truma by chulin, there's no third degree of impurity so it ends right there so the attaching dough can even be the size of a bay what do I care it can't be transmitted to the other challah which is pure remains pure I mean the other dough which remains pure then when he separates the challah from that the, the, the 1 in 24 to cover both those including the dough that's impure the separation then it becomes sacred then it's I separated it I, I, I chulah not chulah and chulah even though I'm waiting to, to separate challah it's tevel it's chulah that I didn't yet separate challah so this challah here somewhere I didn't yet separate it but potentially Part of this dough is going to become chalal, which is like truma, which is safe, which is holy, which is pure. Nevertheless, it's not considered like a chalal dummy. Right now, it's 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 chulin; it's regular, ordinary uh, piece of dough. There's nothing holy, nothing pure about it. So, what are they arguing then? Then why why then the braise is right? It could even be the size of a kebeya. Which the size of an egg is enough to transmit tumah, but here we're talking about it's a shame, it's a second degree of impurity. The, the attaching dough is a second degree of impurity, which which ends the transmission. It can no longer disqualify a third degree. There's no third degree. So what are they arguing then? Why in the Why in the Mishnah of the say it has to be less than an egg? My The This is the argument between the two versions of the Brahis or the Mishnah. This is the argument. Whether there is a third degree by chulin, or there isn't a third degree. The Mishnah says it has to be less than the kabaya because there is a third degree. Like Rabbi Kiva, there is a third degree by So therefore, you have to make sure that it's less than an egg, the attaching dose less than an egg, so it doesn't have the proper, the minimum amount required to transmit impurity to the next dose, the next piece of dose, the next dose. Versus the Braisa holds no. There's no third degree of impurity when it comes to chulam. So it ends right there. So the, the piece, the, the, the dough that was Tom is a first degree. It touches the connecting dough, so the connecting dough now becomes a second degree. It ends right there. I don't care what size it is. The other dough that's attached to it remains, remains, uh, remains uh, pure. If I can separate challah from it, no problem. That's the argument. So so the mother says, so the mother says, no, it's not correct. Not amori, not afraid 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 of can, the son of said, no. The the kula, really, I'll tell the the kula, al- the kula, al- everyone holds. Everyone holds. <laughs> so, not right. there, there should not remain. So, but this is so. I mean, okay, let's do it this way. This week. I'm sorry. The rabbis who hold, the rabbis who hold, they you're not allowed to do this. It's not an answer. You can't do this because they hold that a sheni could make a shlishi. Okay, but why? why then, but if it's less than an egg, what's the problem? That you know you can't be careful enough. What if you're gonna end up doing a kebaya and then you're gonna end up contaminating it? So the rabbis say that's not an answer. Rather, better take the challah from the, with this dough and take the challah from this dough and the challah from this dough. You'll burn it. What can you do? But, but this is the the argument basically between the rabbis and, and Abelazar. So Rabbi Khan kind of says, No, really, I'll tell the kuli I'll Everyone agrees. Even the rabbis agree here. There's no such thing as a third degree by There's no disqualification whatsoever. It ends with the second degree, period. They're arguing. Whether since this dough has the potential to be chala I still have to take chala from it so therefore I treat it now like chala even though now it's regular it's a regular piece of dough but since there's chala in here somewhere that I must separate and I can't eat any of the dough until I separate the chala from it it's prohibited to me, so therefore I treat it already like like it's holy mar sabrek chaladam the rabbis hold, that even, even though you didn't yet separate the challah, we treat it like challah. So by challah there is a third degree. Challah is like truma, it's holy food. Only a koyun can eat it, an impurity. So therefore, we are, there is a third degree of impurity. So therefore, they can't touch. It's not an option. And don't tell me you do it less than a kabeah. Yeah, because what, what if you can, it's going to end up being a kabeah? It's very hard. You have to, you have, to have a safeguard. It's like a challah to no. It has the potential to be challah and I must separate challah. Without separating challah, the whole dough is prohibited to me. But it's still chulin Until I separate the challah, it's like any other chulin, And therefore there's no such thing as a third degree. So it's not a problem. Okay. But if there's no third degree, what do I care if it's a kebe'ah? The would say it's a kebeah not because it's a problem of transmission there's no problem of transmission The Lebreiss is correct even if it's a kebeah what do I care it can't be transmitted because it's chulin. it ends with a second degree there's no third degree of chulen what do I care the problem is he holds that you're not allowed to cause impurity by chulen as, as much as we could you have to try everything should be impurity Even chulin should be impure. To go intentionally and to make something impure, so he wants to minimize it. That's why he says make make sure that the connecting piece is less than it could be. Make it as, as minimal as possible. And that's significant. A baya not a baya because a baya if it's an egg, the size of an egg, it has the power to transmit it further. Less than an egg doesn't have the power. So you're minimizing it. So at least I, I'm only making a little strip of dough impure, instead of making a big, a large strip impure. That's all. Right. So nothing to do independent. Nothing to do with the transmission. Either way, even if I make a beira, it can't be transmitted further. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a side dish. Maybe the blessed holds. That he's worried, a safeguard. What if, if it's if it's like a kebeia, the strip that's connecting the two doughs is the size of a kebeia? Maybe by mistake, by accident, after you separate the, the challah, it's going to end up touching. So if it's less than a kebeia, what do I care? It's brushed against it, it touched it, doesn't matter. It's less than a it can't transmit any impurity. If it's a kebeia, because it's, it's all the sa- it's all in the same bowl, you're separating, it you can touch it, and then and then well, what are you going to do? So as a safeguard, he said do it less than a kebeia. But in principle, the idea is that the second degree can't transmit to a third degree. But, um, but the son of Rav Kana, the says, maybe everyone agrees that there's no third degree of khula. No. The only argument is whether we treat this dough like challah, even though I had, didn't separate the challah yet. The rabbis, hold oh, I have to treat this whole dough because there's challah in here and I'm obligated to separate challah and I can't eat from it until, there's, until I separate the challah. I lose my life if I eat from, 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 from the hands of Hashem, if uh, Shemayim, if, if, I, if I eat from this dough. So therefore, I treat it now like it's already holy, like it's already pure. And Abdelazah says, no, until you actually separate the challah, it's regular dough. And you on the other hand, I'll give you the cool everyone holds, not full challah, Really, I'll tell you, everyone agrees that we don't look at the potential. We look at the actual. The actual is, right now, it's Nachal. It's a regular piece of dough. Don't we always hold the, what it is at that moment. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what he's trying to say. Everyone holds. never everyone agrees there's no third degree of Chulim. There's no such thing as a third degree by Chulim. Period. So what are they arguing then? So what's the argument, what's the argument between the rabbis and the rabbis? They're arguing if, I'm allowed to contaminate the middle strip that's connecting and binding the two the two doughs together. There's no, I don't have to eat anything impure. I'm not a I can do whatever I want I can contaminate my food so therefore I'm, I'm contaminating the strip so be it what do I care? the rabbi is in Eretz everything has to be pure See, even chulen He can't intentionally go ahead and make chulin pure. So by you trying to fix the situation and trying to connect these two doughs together because you want to give the Koyin a nice piece of challah that will cover both doughs, the dough that you intentionally contaminated. And the other dough, you want the kosher, the holy dough, the the dough that's not contaminated to cover the other one the only way to do this is by taking a strip and binding the two. So you're taking the strip and making a tummy. You're not allowed to go ahead intentionally and make make chulin, Even though it's chulen, you're not allowed to go ahead and make a, and make a tummy. So that's what they said. There is no other choice. You have to separate challah from each dough separately. And we penalize him. He has to give one twenty-fourth uh, of, the, of the dough. But you'll burn it. Nothing you can do. The kohen can eat it. Okay the Mishnah <laughs> that day L'Av'a Kiva expounded L'Av'a Kiva said that you're not allowed to Tchum Shabbos why does it say here the Torah says you give the Kohen um, thousand Ammon and the, uh, the Leviyam the city of Leviyam 48 cities of Leviyam and oh the part of it says two thousand Ammon so L'Av'a Kiva said the two thousand Ammon is for Tchum Shabbos that's the source of Tchum Shabbos that there's a you're quarantine, you're not allowed to walk two thousand more than two thousand a three thousand feet out of the city. And and Aviat disagrees and he says, no. Pasuk is coming to tell me that a thousand armor has to be open. Outside the city has to be open area, a person who walk fresh air. And the other thousand AMA you can plant fields, you can you can sow. You know, so. That's a Rashi Two thousand amma. According to the Rambam, what he's saying is it's three thousand amma. One one thousand amma open land, and then on top of it, you have to add two thousand namas outside to, for, for, for for gardens and for for, for trees and for for uh, you know to grow things for fields. So according to the Rambam it's three thousand Amma altogether. Rashi says no. He means of these two thousand Amma, one thousand Amma is open, right outside the city. You have to have an open open air area, people can walk around, fresh air. And the other thousand you can plant fields and this. Okay. So so what's the argument? Mike What are they arguing? Everyone holds is a prohibition in a quarantine, you're not allowed to go more than two thousand numbers. But the, but the Rabbi Kiva holds it's biblical. This is biblically sourced. This is minat Torah. It's Mitzvah 24, according to the according to Rabbi Kiva. It's a mitzvah, one of the 613 mitzvahs. You're not allowed to go past the Chum Shabbos. According to Rabbi Yeshez, the whole thing is only rabbinic. There's no such mitzvah in the Torah whatsoever. Now, there is... Uh, uh, that ambam learns that everyone holds that it's biblical. Everyone holds it's mitzvah 24, it's biblical. The only argument is... The only argument is whether 2,000 amma. Biblically, it's 12 mil, like the size of the Jewish camp. 12 mil, which is a a lot. He's talking about... 12 mil you're talking about 36,000 over 36,000 feet you're talking about 6 miles more than 6 miles wow. right so so, the end here says so, that was so um, that's biblical the argument is whether right. 2,000 I'm at 3,000 feet that's Rabbinic. Well, that's biblical the Keeper says 2,000 feet is, is biblical and in 11 letters says no that's, that's Rabbinic. others say no According to Rabbi Lezner, there's absolutely no biblical source for quarantining. The whole thing, the whole thing is rabbinic. And he brought up an argument, but that day, Rabbi Kiva expounded. Why does it say, az Who did they say it to? So means the Jewish people responded to Moshe. Moshe said, Moshe said, a Pasuk, and the Jewish people repeated it after him. Lev I means they repeat it after The Nachemiah says no. Nope. Like you read, you read the Shema. It's actually...
1: Meaning that they read it together,
0: uh-huh. not like Hallel. When <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> the Jewish people cross the sea, they wanted to sing. How did they sing? Like the leader who reads the Halal. They only respond with the, with the opening lines, like the chorus line. The opening line. Moshe <laughs> <laughs> continued the next words and they repeated the chorus line. Kept on saying the chorus line. It was like a dance. Moshe said two words and they, and they said <laughs> A minor cannot fulfill the obligation for the congregation. So how could he lead the congregation? The congregation is ignorant and they can't read Hebrew. The only one who can read is the minor. So what do you do? The minor reads word for word and they repeat word for word. So they are repeating. He has to lead them because they don't know how to read. So he's reading and they're repeating word for word. But they must say word for word. They have to say the whole thing. They can't, they can't just repeat after him or answer Amen. Because he's a minor. They're adults. They're obligated. He's not. So that's exactly what they did. Moshe said, they said, when said Ki go e go, they repeated after him, Ki go e go. not like Abba Kiva said that they just the chorus line, they just repeated the chorus line. No, word for word, they repeated after him. As a third opinion, no. Like, like the Sefer who reads the Shema and the Besakhmah. The four you know the the blessings of the Shema in the Shul. and the way it's done is he says he opens up and they all read it together. They don't follow him. He just opens and then they all read it. So Moshe opened. He, he, was the, he did the opening. Let's all sing Lashem La And then together they read the rest together. They all sang the whole song together, simultaneously. At the same time, they came up with the same words. They all sang it together. They all knew the lyrics. They all sang it together. If is like the teacher who's always in Shul, he's familiar. So And there's a minion that comes to Shul. So the blessings before the Shema, he opens up. And they all read it together. So Moshe said, And then by the divine inspiration, everyone, every Jew had divine inspiration. And they all, like a prophecy, and they all were able, they all knew the lyrics, they all sang the words together with Moshe. Moshe What are the arguments? Rabbi Kiva says, when it says, to repeat, is referring to the first words, the opening line, the chorus. Ashire L'Hashem. They should repeat Ashire L'Hashem. Everything that Moshe said, Ashire L'Hashem. The Jews people, Ashire L'Hashem. This was the chorus line. This was the response. This was the response. In other words, Lamer, repeat after me. Whatever I say, repeat after me. I'm going to say it. I say, Kigoy, Repeat after me. Kigoy, go. The plural means. The all sang, said it together. Lamer wasn't mean Lamer, they repeated. It's a contradiction. By they all said it together, or Lamer they repeated after Moshe. So it means it is a Moshe. Moshe opened, was the opening. But once he opened, they were all on the same page. So it's a very profound argument. It's not just a superficial argument, it's a very profound argument. According to that Nehemiah, the Jewish people were able to reach the same level as Moshe. Moshe is a true leader. doesn't want just followers. A true leader doesn't just look for followers. You know, just re- repeat the chorus line. You know, the party line. I'm preaching to the, to the converted. Just repeat whatever I say. Whatever I say, just repeat after me. That's not, that's not real. A true leader, it has to be your song. You have to own it. Judaism is an ownership society. Don't say it because I'm saying it. If you're saying it because Moshe said it, the never said, the ever said, the ever said, okay? So the never is speaking, not you. I want to hear what are you say? What do you say? When you're on the same page of Moshe, you and Moshe are singing the same song, the same song sheet, you're coming up with the same words, you're using the same language, you're thinking the same way. Wow, as a real person, then Moshe accomplishes job. There's somebody home. You're not a robot, just repeating, like a, like a mechanical machine that has no mind of his own, has no clue what he's talking about, he's just repeating words. It's superficial. And Nechemia says, the true leader, like Moshe, of course he opens, everything comes from Moshe, but when did he succeed, when did he penetrate? When it becomes your word? This is your way of thinking. I'm not repeating what someone else said. This is me. This is my kishkes. You're on the same page of Moshe Rabbeinu. You're thinking the same way. It's your words. Fascinating. You know what the nickname for every Jew in Eastern Europe was? Moshe. 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 The guy knows that deep down every Jew is a miniature Moshe. Every Jew has a Rebbe inside of him. One of the rabbis learned, The Jewish people and, 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 uh, left the yam, yeah. okay. crossed the sea. A, a, a suckling was leaning on the brick, on the on the thighs of her mother. I mean a, a young child, was on, on, on the thighs of a mother, the and a suckling is sucking from the breast of his mother. When they saw the shina, the young child lifted up his neck, and the and the suckling removed the uh, dropped the the, the, uh, the nipple from his mouth, and they said, Ze They all said, even the little baby that this is my god and I will I will beautify you remember it says it says in him chapter eight and from the mouth of babes and sucklings it says basically's not, an argument. It's not an argument it says even the even, though, even the, the child in the mother's womb, also said she And it says says him, 68, in and says in Tehillim, sixty eight Michaelis In the group in the gathering, they 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 blessed Hashem. When they were in the source, even those who were in the source in their mother's stomach but they couldn't see it became like clear glass that they were able to see and even the children in the mother's womb were able to see says, points out they're not arguing they're not arguing Abiyasi holds not Abiyasi says no only the, the children only the little babies and the, and the suckling and not, the, uh, and not the, uh, uh, the fetuses no he's saying he learns from the yainkim that they, they dropped the nipple because from the mouth they freed their mouth while he was suckling they dropped their mouth they dropped the nipple so they can praise Hashem that's why you need a pasuk when piyelim. Because if from the pasuk all I know is that they ble- that even the, even the fetus is also blessed. So what do I learn? What does the Torah add in piyelim He's adding because in the fetus nothing changed; they were in the same position, and they they bless Hashem. But here he's saying that they chained that the the, the the younger children picked up their necks and the uh, sucklings dropped the nipple and they and they, that's what he's adding to it. He continued Shabbos and Mitzvah will conclude the chapter. Everyone have the Shabbos. What uh, after seven Seven forty.